Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's KJ Carson on WEEI. WEEI. I know that, like, I, they, they absolutely made phone calls on him. Like, I, I know that they've done their research on Cliff, and it's really interesting. So, wait, they've made phone calls. The Patriots have made phone calls on Kingsbury, but not on O'Brien. Well, it's more background stuff. Okay. So, they okay. haven't contacted Kingsbury directly, to my knowledge, but I do know that they've done some homework on him. And, um, I, you know, I, I think Bill does have a level of fascination with what Kingsbury's done. You know, for as much criticism as he got for the way his raw offense runs, um, they're as creative. They, the Cardinals were as creative as any team in the league. They, they were very difficult to deal with because they did so many things differently than NFL teams do them. Obviously, he has the experience here. He was basically a quality control coach for his year here in 2003 while he was on IR. I think the issue is Cliff's a little burned out right now. I think the last year was really hard on him. He's due $30 million over the next four years. He can make that much money. If he wants to go globetrotting, whatever, won't matter. He'll make that money. So I think Cliff might be more of a mind to take a year off. But I think he's somebody the Patriots certainly have turned over on. And that's why he's not going to be the offensive coordinator. What's up? KJ Carson, late night, WEEI, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. In one hour. Stiz, a very big announcement here in the show. Oh, I love announcements. It's uh, it's going to be the Mega Ball drawing, and I'm going to tell you right now, like if I win Mega Ball, I, I'm not going to be here in two weeks. <laughs> that's the that's the premise. You kind of hang out so that way no one knows what's really going on. You work for a couple more weeks, and then suddenly you disappear. You're not you're not there anymore. I don't know. You love radio, KJ. I can't I, see you walking away. But I do love 1.3 billion. <laughs> in fact, sat sat down with the wife. We would take the annuity because here's what people don't realize: you lose 150 million dollars if you take the cash sum. You lose. You give up 150 million dollars after taxes. Just a little thought there. But that's our. We've we've done the planning already. Look, that was Bert Breer. Discussing that, look, why Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is the hot name, the, the desire of so many here in New England. Uh, someone could someone could sell grilled cheese sandwiches on Route 1 for a half a season, and you'll say, well, he was here. That's kind of what he was doing. You know, like, you, you know, playing, you're probably understanding how laundry is transported to and fro. You're not really doing coaching stuff. Now, again, the big thing is this. 
Cliff Kingsbury still has a ton of money coming to him from the Cardinals, and the last thing you want to do is take a new job that's not going to pay you that much and then give up the other money because it's like a divorce. You know, once you get remarried, I don't have to play. I don't have to pay alimony anymore. You'll pay alimony to someone who used to be married to, and they get remarried. That was the if that was the case, it'd be the biggest hustle in the world. The same thing in the NFL. If coordinators or former head coaches knew that they could still get their old money and take new jobs while still keeping that old money, it would be rampant all over the place. And that's why one of the re, one of the big reasons why I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is the next coordinator. For the Patriots, well, the first coordinator in a couple of years. But it has me thinking. The press release that went out yesterday, which was literally like the day that BC years turned to AD. That's how big it was for the fan base. Like, wow, there's a change of things. Where they were announcing the Patriots, what they were in the process of doing, but not what they had done. And I wonder if it's enough to keep the fan base hanging on. Case one, Gerard Mayo. Hey, they're in long-term negotiations with Gerard Mayo, but meanwhile, other teams are making requests to interview Gerard Mayo. You would almost think like, hey, if you're serious about the negotiations and maybe it's a negotiation play, you say, no, no one's talking to Gerard Mayo. At least not about a coordinator position, which maybe that's what's up there right now. But if you're Gerard Mayo, you're thinking, okay, you're wanting me to stay with some promises built in for me to ascend to said throne, unless you don't want to give that up. But if you release that information, it gives hope. It gives wonderment. It gives fawning that things are changing. But that could just be the smoke and mirrors, right? Because if someone gives Gerard Mayo the head coaching job that he deserves... Well, then at the end of the day, Gerard Mayo leaves, and guess what? (laughs) We're still back at the original succession plan with potential, you know, SB taking over for BB as head coach. That's still a real possibility. When I've joked about that there's a crew and Kraft may be looking, he's like, man, this is damn near Rico going on underneath me. I got to get in here and do something. Sometimes other people can make moves for you to reset you back to where you ultimately may want to be. That's why when you go back and look at the press release, it has a lot of INGs and not EDs in it, like signed or uh, acquired, hired, but it says process of, talking to, negotiating, ING, hoping, ING. And I think it's also the same thing with the offensive coordinator situation. Now, I think there's a better chance for a new offensive coordinator to come in. But try this on for size. While many people are fawning over Cliff Kingsbury, and I just told you why that might not happen, that, hey, Bill O'Brien, he knows the culture. He was here. Well, Bill O'Brien's name is starting to show up in some head coaching name as desired head, head coaches. You think Bill O'Brien says, ah, I'm not going to take that head coaching gig. I'm going to go back to New England and run the offense again. With an offense that's like this close to being ragtag our gang. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Still to come tonight, 
oh, I had to pull it out early because now that we're in football season, I, I've been telling people, get ready. Don't forget because as soon as Super Bowl's over, it's going to be Valentine's Day. So still to come tonight, Boston love or Boston lust? Are fans loving these particular players in Boston entities or is it just lust? That's still to come. Here's Tommy Curran on his thoughts on Cliff Kingsbury being the offensive coordinator. Like, say Cliff Kingsbury, what's the draw? You're going to come. You have a contract through 2027 that the Arizona Cardinals have to continue to pay you. You're going to come east to New England to work with no title at all for less money, have to gild the lily so that the Cardinals don't know that you're working as an offensive coordinator, work 90-hour weeks with an offense that went sideways so badly in a Machiavellian atmosphere in the front office where Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, and yourself, all fired head coaches, are somehow trying to find that golden ticket again. I don't know if it's that great an idea for Clifford. Kay? Yeah. Hey, Stiz, did he just say Machiavelli? Machiavellian. Machiavelli up in this piece. Illuminati. Run quick C. Hail Mary, this offense sucks bees. (laughs) What do we have here now? Yeah. Maybe we should start retiring the thought of it being Cliff Kingsbury who's coming because he's the big name and we feel like, hey, this is a big name franchise. I mean, think about it. The Patriots went from being what? Kraft bought it for like a hundred and something million, and now it's like worth four billion and a hundred and something million. So yeah, there's been a lot of valuation put on this team. It's the second most valuable team in the NFL. So you expect nothing but the best, or we're just looking at our property taxes and thinking like, oh my gosh, if I'm paying this to, 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 to the county, then sure enough, we could get Cliff Kingsbury here. Just stick him in a house in Weston. Everything would be good, right? I don't think so. So let me give you a couple of names here and give you a reason why these names may start to percolate And I got to tell you right now, none of them are really like brand names. Because remember, we're talking about Belichick, so we're not talking about a guy who's going to be shopping downtown. He's not going to be shopping on 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 that high-end. What's that high-end street right there that I can never afford anything on? What is that called? Where? Uh, Right there off of Arlington. You come off of Arlington, you come... Newberry. Newberry Street, that's it. The only thing I used to be able to afford on Newberry Street was the multi-level tower records. And that was at the end of the street. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh. Remember, you, you could smell the incense when you're coming up, or maybe that wasn't what you were smelling. And you come up, and then you go, go up each floor, and then you like look out over the pike, and you'd be like, man, how dope is this? I'm in a record store looking over the pike. <laughs> What's going on down there? Boston used to be a bit seedy back then. But look, there are not going to be brand names coming in for Belichick. So let me give you the first name, Dan Pitcher. You're like, Who? Dan Pitcher, he's the quarterback coach for Cincinnati, and he assists with the game management. If you're thinking that, hey, who do you want to model Mac Jones's game to be similar to and know what pieces you have to build around, you might want to look at the quarterback coach of the Bengals. They're not going to give up their they're not going to give up their offensive coordinator, but the quarterback coach who's been assisting with game management, which is interesting because you know, the guy who's calling the plays for the Patriots this year had never assisted with game management. So anything is above what's already existed. Dan Pitcher could be that guy who could take in Mac, 
see the similarities and the differences that Mac has between himself and Joe Burrow. While you may not be able to make another Joe Burrow, you might be able to put him in kind of a Joe Burrow dojo, if you will, and have a mentality that says, this is how you get to that next play, or this is how you get to that next set of downs, or this is how he approaches seeing the field, or this is where he shows more trust in his linemen, and when he doesn't, this is what he's more likely to do. He needs someone like that. I'm talking about Mac Jones. So you would want to bring in someone who's coached up, who's oversaw, who's overseen somebody who's really, really the growing success, and they've come in at about the same time. Here's another one. Jim Bob Cooter, still the best, one of the best names in football. Jim Bob Cooter, he's the offensive coordinator for the Jaguars. He worked with Patricia in Detroit, and Jim Bob Cooter has been an offensive coordinator around the league. So you might say, okay, Jim Bob Cooter replacing Patricia could still have Patricia in a learning phase, kind of like, I was head coach, you were my offensive coordinator, now you come in, you're the offensive coordinator, I may be still your offensive assistant, may oversee the offensive line. So when you start thinking about the reassignment of Patricia, I don't necessarily think he just gets pushed back to defense. He might still be somewhere around the offense, don't be scared when I tell you this, but maybe someone like Jim Bob Cooter who he knows, he trusts, they've been in rooms together discussing what game plan is, someone he can learn from, and if Jim Bob Cooter is one of those, because he's one of those guys that's really been a career um, uh, coordinator, I, I don't think he's been more than an interim coach for a couple of games, I think some years back in Detroit. But, you know, this is not a guy who's like, okay, I want to be a head coach now. But if he can come to the Patriots, turn that around, then if he is looking to become a head coach, he will then have on his resume, I help turn around the Patriots offense, which would literally be like rebuilding Rome. So I still have some more names, but hang out. 617-779-7937, text line 37937-KJ-Late-Night-W-E-E-I. It's time to uh, trend with Stiz. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. The New England Patriots and head coach Bill Belichick have begun contract extension discussions with Gerard Mayo that would keep him with the team long term. In addition, the team will begin interviewing for offensive coordinator candidates beginning next week. Phil Perry is reporting that Gerard Mayo has informed Cleveland he will not be interviewing for their vacant D.C. position. But according to Burt Breer, the Panthers interview is still scheduled. See? Get that money. Elsewhere around the NFL, Mike McDaniel confirms Skylar Thompson will start against the Buffalo Bills. And no Mike Williams for the Chargers against the Jags as he suffered a fractured back last week. Lamar Jackson is officially out and Sean McVay will be back with the Rams. Your Boston Celtics beat the Brooklyn Nets last night in Brooklyn 109-98. They're back on the road tomorrow night to take on the Hornets. Tip-off at 7 p.m. And unfortunately, Jalen Brown has been ruled out for that game. And the Boston Bruins lost to Seattle Kraken yesterday 3-0. They'll take on the Maple Leafs tomorrow. Puck drops at 7 p.m. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. It's KJ Carson on WEEI. What jumped out at you about the offense? Like, where were, where was this offense you go all back year? Season? Like six weeks ago? You want to go back to like six weeks ago and when I said some stuff about play action? Um, you know, I, I think the game was very similar to what they did against Minnesota as far as success, you know. Um, I, I remember watching the game and watching that. I think it was that second quarter drive where they, because I was in the moment thinking, dude, Mac just ran four play action passes in a row. And I think six out of the eight plays on a touchdown driver play action, I actually sent out a tweet going, well, look at that. Bunch of play action down the field and, and they go and score a touchdown. You know, it was definitely that world. They excelled in that when they called it, um, and they called it a decent amount. I want—I actually thought it was probably Matt Patricia's best game of the season when it came to the feel for play calling and whatnot. Um, You know, Devontae made some plays in those opportunity throws. I don't know where this offense is. I can tell you, this offense has been, you know, locked in a box. They just haven't done it, and I don't want to – you guys don't have me come on the show to sometimes speak in simplicity, but I think that's a relatively simple point is they just did not do what they were the best at this year enough on offense. Late night, WEEI, it's KJ Carson, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. That's Dan Orlovsky on Mego and Arcan discussing that Matt Patricia did have some good game, not plural, play calling and it was like the last game of the season and so here we are as the Patriots released their press release yesterday or I don't want to say it, was, it wasn't an official press release but it was kind of a notice if you will like by the way well, the, the team's going to start looking at offensive candidates beginning next week just remember Monday's a holiday so come screams like hey any news Monday's a federal holiday they didn't talk to Monday I, I, would, I wouldn't even don't be surprised if there's not even a name like by the end of it next week just the way that because I think the Patriots are going to be watching what transpires in the playoffs to see if there's someone they have targeted there because if they're not there you'd be talking to them now and so I mentioned a couple names so far if you're just joining uh Dan Pitcher he's the quarterback coach of Cincinnati he assists with the game management so he may be one of those guys that's looking to move to play calling if you can get a guy who doesn't already have his set ways in a set culture, but yet has come from a successful culture. And again, Bill Belichick has a lot of respect for the Brown family in terms of Paul Brown. Uh, Mike Brown is now the owner. Mike is his son. So if there's a trust level of understanding how culture is run, how it's almost treated like family, Belichick may prefer to get a guy who comes out of something like that than versus a hotshot guy who's, coming out of this hot shot system. So Dan Pitcher could be interesting because 
if you could get a guy who's developed Joe Burrow the way he has over the last couple of years as his QB coach. I'm not saying that he turned Mac Jones into Joe Burrow, but he might turn him into Joe. We just take Joe at this point, right? Then I mentioned Jim Bob Cooter. That, that's the way you say it. You just can't, you just, you just can't say Jim Bob Cooter. It was Jim Bob Cooter. He's the offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He worked with Matt Patricia in Detroit as his offensive coordinator for one year. I know what you're saying. Patricia had bad offense, but look, if it's going to be somewhat about these relationships and how culture is going to translate for who comes in, sometimes it's who you know. And if Patricia is still going to be somewhere around, whether it's even coaching the offensive line, he may be the understudy for Jim Bob Cooter. And maybe if Jim Bob turns it around and things look good and Patricia has learned well and Belichick is on his way on, then maybe you do go back to Matt Patricia in a few years. Like maybe he just needs offensive charm, you know, offensive coordinator charm school. I don't know. Another name I'm adding to this list is Todd Dowling, recently fired from the Tennessee Titans. He's coming from a similar philosophy exposure working with Vrabel. Now, I don't know what ultimately ended up happening um, with that entire situation where the general manager was fired, Vrabel fired his entire staff. But if there's one thing that Belichick knows, he knows his former players. You know, Vrabel is from his tree, even though, you know, Vrabel has done a lot on his own. Dowling may be a guy that would understand the culture at hand because he's coming from a similar culture uh, with Mike Vrabel. And let's just call it what it is. If Dowling was working with a, a heavy, intense running game, limited receivers, quarterback that was meh, and then later in the year, blah, a pretty strong defense to work with to, to know how to balance and call the plays for that. So what kind of the personnel exists with the Patriots right now Kind of looks very similar to Tennessee, just that, you know, I mean, clearly we're not saying that Ramondre Stevenson is Derrick Henry. But the running game is the bread and butter of the Patriots. The running game is the bread and butter of the Titans. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937, still to come. Uh, make money, money. Got the lines for the NFL games this Sunday, uh, this weekend. Um, pretty cool that they're playing games on Martin Luther King Day. I always had a feeling that would eventually be the case. And I think... The only reason why it's Monday night this year is because of the Monday night game that was canceled between Buffalo and Cincinnati. But I think moving forward, don't be surprised if the NFL does not have this 5-4 game um, as the Monday night Martin Luther King Day game because it gives the NFL an opportunity from a business perspective, from a cultural perspective as well, and some of the social issues that went on with the league over what's going on with the league over the last few years. That to be able to use that day and that holiday and that and knowing that you will have massive eyes on it, you know that might be something that the league is looking at moving forward. All right, another potential offensive coordinator potentially coming to the Patriots, Shane Day. He's the quarterback coach for the Los Angeles Chargers. He's worked under Shanahan, Mike Martz at one point. Um, now the only knock is he. He only called plays in three games while he was at UConn. So he would know what's going on in terms of the New England vibe, what it's all about. Um, He's working with Justin Herbert. I think, you know, obviously Shane Day would not be available to contact 
at this time to see what happens come Saturday night. Um, but because of ex- because he's worked in multiple systems, he has an idea of what it's like to want to throw the ball on a consistent basis like Shanahan does, some of the creative stuff that he does, same system that Mike McDaniels uh, and, at Miami comes out of. But at the same time, knowing you know what it's like working with a, a primary running game, and um, I mean, yeah, he's working with better receivers. He's working with better receivers there. I mean, we're better receivers than anywhere. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Text line three seven ninety three seven. Let's go to the text line. Stiz, what you got? Yeah, KJ. Texter in the seven seven four is asking KJ: Should the Patriots sign Lamar Jackson? He's unhappy in Baltimore. He's a friend of Matthew Judon, and he wants a contract like Deshaun Watson. Uh, you can't have a pocket passer like Jones that's too slow going through his progressions. So let me work it backwards first to to the ultimate answer. So, yes, I totally agree, and this is what I've said here on the show, is the Patriots will need to – I'm not saying you need a guy who just always runs, but you'll need a, you'll need a quarterback who can make plays with their legs. Like Daniel Jones would be ideal because you could still sue some of the things that you do historically – but he can also do some things that he he could do physically that Mac Jones cannot. Now, um, yes, that Lamar Jackson and Matthew Judon are friends, but even if so, here's how it would work with Lamar Jackson if he was even to be moved, he'd most likely likely be franchise tagged, and that would be forty five million dollars. So somehow the Patriots are going to have to say we're going to eat forty five million dollars, and there's virtually nothing you can send in return, two or three players. That's going to get you to that $45 million, not even draft picks. So I don't see the Patriots wanting to openly spend $45 million for a guy who might only stay a year because if you get him for the $45 million, then you're going to have to sign the extension or what's the point of having a one-year guy. And because let's say if Jimmy G just happened to still be here, all right, Jimmy would have some type of accelerated money. His number would be somewhere probably around 27 or 30 just because of the way the league is. And then you'd say, okay, now it'd be easier to close that $15 million gap with the first rounder that's in the middle rounds. Okay, that pick is going to be averaging maybe about $9 million a year. So that's where the money portion comes in. So in if we're playing a game of Madden, absolutely. You could, I mean, you could take, you could take everything and put Lamar Jackson back there. But I just don't... I, because Mac Jones is underdeveloped, I think you're more likely to see a competition between him and Bailey Zappi for the quarterback position than any high price quarterback coming here. Or someone like a Baker Mayfield being brought in who says, you know what, I'm going to humble myself. I'll sign a one-year deal. I'll do it for $12 million. If I can beat out Mac Jones, I should be the quarterback of this team. Then now you've got value. And even if you have to up that number on, let's just say, I'm just hypothetically saying Baker Mayfield performs well or outperforms Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi and gets the team to the playoffs, probably like a seven seed or a six seed again. Um, and then now you now you have a question where you say, okay, if you believe Maker, Baker Mayfield can do it and you only have to pay, say, 18, 19 a year, well, then you're putting yourself in a very advantageous situation as the Patriots while not having to spend a whole lot of money for a quarterback. Like, again, Lamar Jackson, $45 million, someone who could come and beat out Mac Jones and then be the quarterback for the next three to five years. Four years would be maybe $70 million. So, yeah, money's still at play. You know, I, I get the idea of the sexiness of it, but I just I just don't see it happening. I just don't, just because they're not valuable pieces, 
valuable enough pieces or draft picks to go back, right? This would have to be a really bad team with the collection of draft picks over several years, right? So, and and that's not this team because it's performed pretty well. Even making the playoffs last year is going to put you in those middle to, you know, the, the lower third of the draft round, of the first round drafting. So, yeah, when it when, when it comes to what's going on with this team, uh, here's Rob Nikovich, who, who he thinks the next offensive coordinator of the Patriots should be. Who should be the coordinator or, or play caller on this football team next season? Man, I don't know the correct answer to that one. Um, I, th- there's a reason why offensive coordinators are – are gurus like there's a reason why they've been doing it their whole lives and you know the best ones are they're almost like crazy about it and and coming up you know look at the the mcveighs uh those type of guys the young guys the the the, those guys are the people that are going to help you move forward i think it was a really tough ask for for maddie to come in and, and try and be an offensive coordinator with i understand he knows football like if you're a coach in the nfl you know football if if you've done it a long time yes you know it but it takes a certain style of coach to be an offensive guy just a strictly on offensive guy so i think moving forward they need to find us just an offensive guy and if billy o came back that I'm, i'm i know he's an offensive guy the guy's done great things um so that would help but i don't know you know the circumstances of what coaches contracts are what they're willing to spend on coaches because if you're gonna if you're a great oc you get paid a lot of money yeah and if you're bill o'brien you're almost wondering if someone wants to hire me as an as a head coach then there's no way i would be going back to new england i mean because think about it when o'brien got here brady was already here so sometimes when some things are already built in and and and, and there for you like, if you own a home and you rent out to people, if you know that they're good tenants and they've been living there for five years, you kind of hope that they stay there for the rest of your life. Hey, you can live here the rest of your life the way you guys pay on time and keep my place clean and everything. It's like, it's almost like you don't even have to get lawn care to come do the lawn stuff. You know, like, you know, when the light goes out, you come to the house, they got fresh light bulbs stacked up in the in, in the cupboard and everything. They're responsible. Hole in a while, like, true story. So this was back in 2000 when I lived in Hyde Park. This is when I used to live like around the corner from Menino. And um, I remember at the time when I was working at the station over uh, WILD and AM station, um, he kind of joked like, you know, yeah, have you found housing? Because I had moved here at the time, right as students were moving back in. So it was like the worst possible time to try and find a place. But I found a place through a hookup, a legal hookup, I should say. So I was like, yeah, I'm in a two-story in Hyde Park. He's like, how'd you pull that off? I was like, he's like, I live in Hyde Park. I was just like. Well, I know who to bother if my trash doesn't get picked up because I'll go right outside. I was like, what do you mean? Oh, are you, you going to miss the mayor's house too? And at the time, the family had gotten so comfortable with us that they were like, you know what? We've had a, a death in the family. We've got to go out of town for possibly a week to 10 days. And they said, can you just go upstairs and make sure like, you know, stuff is okay. And, you know, pipes aren't dripping and stuff like that. We, we will leave the upstairs portion unlocked for you to go up and down freely. Think about what type of trust that is. <laughs> that That's the type of trust that you have to have with this Belichick situation and whoever the offensive coordinator is going to be. So Dan Pitcher, 
the, the quarterback coach at Cincinnati, young guy from a very similar culture of family like our kind of our thing of ours. We kind of keep things close to the vest with the Brown family and the Bengals, private owners. Jim Bob Cooter, offensive coordinator, Jacksonville, worked with Matt Patricia in Detroit, was Patricia's offensive coordinator. So, yeah, I mean, this is what I'm saying. As much as you want Patricia off of the off of the spot, you have to believe that Bill is having conversations with Matt Patricia of who do you think would be a good person to bring in? You may not want to hear, but that I, th- this is how it works when you have that relationship. Just because you did a substandard job or – the noise is so loud that others have stepped in and is making recommendations about what we're doing here. You're not going to just throw that other person under the bus. You have a relationship with them, and you're looking for other people to bring in with the relationship. Todd Dowling. Hey, if Vrabel could speak highly of him, or Vrabel's been speaking about him and knows the system and knows what would be expected in a similar situation, you would best believe that Vrabel has people probably eat, sleeping, and living, and, 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 well, not dying, but doing their whole life at the facilities to make things work just the same way that happens with the Patriots. So Dowling would understand that. Shane Day, now he'd be a little bit of a sexy guy. You know, I'm not saying it in physical nature. But in terms of, like, maybe a hot name, one of these burning, budding gurus that, that we talk about, maybe a risk. And then there's one more name. And when I came across this name, I said, oh, really? This guy fits all and checks a lot of the boxes. Doug Nussmeyer. Who? (laughs) He's the quarterback's coach for the Cowboys. Multiple stints as offensive coordinator at top college programs like Michigan, Alabama. Did I say Alabama? Yeah. He was Nick Saban's offensive coordinator for a while. And if there's one relationship that Bill Belichick trusts the most outside of the building, it's with Nick Saban. Nussmeyer is part of this offensive thing that's going on in Dallas. It almost feels like if Dallas loses this weekend, they're breaking up the family there. Kellen Moore has been linked to the Carolina job. He's inter- they've requested an interview for it. But it seems like if Dallas can advance... They're breaking up the team. And Doug Nussmeyer may be the guy that is on the radar for the Patriots as the new offensive coordinator. Now, I know it may be painful, and these are not sexy names to you, but we're talking about we're talking about really the big box store with the membership card and buy in bulk versus I'm just going to run in here. You know, some places you don't go run and just grab something real quick. Like you don't grab a T-shirt from a grocery store. You're going to pay more. It's it's not what you buy. That's not what you go there for. But if you know you get things in bulk and kind of, you know, make sure things are taken care of for a long time and not have to consistently go out and make these runs, somebody in-house who will understand the demand, Doug Nussmeyer may be the guy. Off the radar, people will say, who want to poke around? It's not as sexy as people want it to be. But guess what? Anything to anything but Patricia be sexy. I mean, at this point, well, I'm not going to go there. Because the ultimate idea is Mac Jones is going to need somebody that he can vibe with, who understands him. And, oh, by the way, 
Mac Jones was at uh, was at Alabama as well, just not at the same time as Nussmeyer. But again, part of that familia, if you will. Here's Mike Florio and Chris Sims talking about: Will teams be patient enough to get the best out of Mac Jones? But you, you know what? I thought of something as you were saying that, yeah. and it reminds me of what I've heard people say about Howard Stern. Yeah, that there will never be a Howard Stern because. Whoever the next Howard Stern is is going to get canceled on his way to becoming Howard Stern hmm. because you can't be who Howard Stern was before he graduated to the guy that he now is, right? And I, I thought of that, as weird as it sounds, Mac Jones, because he lacks the physical ability to go out there and do what Josh Allen's or Patrick Mahomes does, nobody's ever going to be patient enough with him to basically become the next Tom Brady. That's what you're saying. A guy who can process everything, a guy who can make the decision, a guy who knows exactly where to put the football, looks across the line, everything makes sense, runs the offense. But if you don't have that physical ability to make chicken salad out of chicken crap, you're not going to make it because the best of the best have that natural physical ability. Agreed. He's never going to get the chance to grow into the guy that Tom Brady eventually became. Not the way right, it is right. right now. All right, because I know where Chris Sims is about to go with his book report. But, yeah. That's why when I said when Mac was acquired, I was like, slow down on the Brady stuff. When Brady started to hit his stride, the game was still very different. You could still run the ball a lot. Guys weren't as fast coming across the line. Now guys who were guys who are on the defensive line are just as fast as now some tight ends even faster. That's absolutely crazy. Like if if any if there's one area on the field where you're like, oh my goodness, they could be in trouble in a couple of years, it's the offensive line. Because the offensive line, like if you're that quick and that nimble and can move around like that, they'll say, Can you play some defense? <laughs> can you go get the quarterback? You know, it used to be those big kids out of Iowa, Nebraska, and Oklahoma. It's, ah, just big corn fed. Well, now they use the corn for ethanol. Kids are like now ten percent smaller. Okay, I'm totally kidding. That was a very that was that was intelligent right there, Stiz. That was like you know you you're a rhymer. That was pretty intelligent right there. That was good. Right? That was yeah, good. that was good because you know the kids are used to be corn fed, but now it's ten percent less because it's going to the ethanol. You know, ethanol is ten percent corn. It's Friday, but yeah, Florio's absolutely right. It's a mistake to believe that you can try and get Mac Jones to be the next Tom Brady. I've said Mac Jones reminds me somewhere of like maybe a Trent Green. I mean, you can get wins. You can get in the playoffs. You can make runs. But if you're expecting, uh, not this guy. Right? Because what Tom Brady does and has done cannot be explained. It can't be explained. We're talking about a guy who's about to be 46 next year, and there are going to be teams that are going to want his services at 46 next year. And we're not talking about a guy who who can scramble and get out of the pocket. What he does cannot be explained. What Mac Jones does, we've seen it all before. So if there was progression this year, and maybe this was part of the test, to say, okay, why why cater so much to Mac Jones and not get out everything that we feel we can get out of him? The other way you go about that, 
is put him in put him in an adverse situation. See what happens when you throw him in the water. Does he sink or swim? You know what we saw a little bit of this year? Bloop, 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 bloop. And that could be that that could have been what 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 the Chicago game was about. Okay, you get out of here. Why? Because when has he ever been pulled from a game before in his life? When has he ever been told come out of the game before in his life? When has he ever had someone who knew less, who might know less than him on offense, teaching him offense? Sometimes these things are tests to see if you sink or swim. If you're one of those who may need a lot of hand-holding and over-explaining and coddling and nurturing. Nurturing is important because nature can get you. And that's sometimes what you want to find out about your quarterback. And that's what that, that's what people have been saying. Well, yeah, well, you don't want a running quarterback. Uh, you know what? Eventually a running quarterback will throw. But a throwing quarterback who can't run, eventually we get caught up with. Because now, in the NFL, you don't have to throw for 300 yards to be dominant in a game. You could be a quarterback that throws for 220 and runs for 40, and it has seemed like you were all over the place. Because the way the game is now. But if you can't, if you if you know that your quarterback can't get you five to ten yards in a game, then what defense has the game plan for you taking off? Like you're 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 the British Army fighting 1774 style, straight line, all in the same red coats, waiting to be picked off by the natives up in the tree. <laughs> Boom, we got them. Next. Money, 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 make money. KJ Late Night, WEEI. Thanks so much for hanging out on Friday. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're back. It's KJ Carson on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Yeah. Yeah, let that crack right there, Stiz. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. It's late night, WEEI. It's KJ. Good Friday night to you getting ready for the NFL weekend. I let my wife know a... Any chores that need to be done, any requests needed for me need to be put in and handed in by 2 p.m. <laughs> like, get up in the morning, whatever we need to do, I will get up and do it. If you need me to get up and fold and wash the kids' clothes, I will get up and do it. Just don't ask me at like 2.45, 3 o'clock. Done. That's unfair. I will have burn-in of football on the TV all weekend. 
and make money. Money is coming up here shortly. I'll give you the lines, the odds, the over-under, and what teams I like in the picks this week. I tell you the pick that I would that that means more to me than any daggone football game this weekend is Mega Millions. Stiz. It is at one point three five billion. Fourth largest ever. Fourth largest ever. Now, as I've said, I win Mega Millions. I'll be here for like two more weeks and I'm out of here. It just be like, poof. Be like, what happened to him? Be like, that dude won Mega Millions. He just didn't say it. But yeah, I, I was looking at it because true story. So the Tuesday drawing was for $1.1 billion. No lie when I tell you this. I had one number and the Mega Ball. So when you see that you have the Mega Ball, because that's the first thing you look at, right? That's the only thing you imagine. Like, that is a six. How many of these numbers in here do I have? And then as soon as you see the first number, you're like, okay, I don't have them all. So that was worth, what, four bucks? But still, the heart pulsating of, I hit the Mega Ball. Uh-oh, what, what other numbers? So look, I, when that happens, I'm one of those type of people like, you can't go back to the same store that you bought the one that even won you $4. Like, I'm a big believer of that. Like, you can't go, like, luck is not going to hit twice at the same store like that. Maybe around the corner, who knows, you know, start getting into conspiracy theories and like, you know, GPS says that maybe this neighborhood is hot for winter, you know, like, all right, I'll stay in the neighborhood. I'll just go to another convenience store, spread the wealth here. So $1.5 billion. Do you know what this is This to put it in perspective, right? Because people say if you took the lump sum, which would be $707 million or take the annuity over 30 years at $45 million a year, which is going to be a higher number now. After taxes every year, like your first year, your $48 million drops down to $28 million. Do you still think you'd be able to handle $28 million in a year, Stiz? Uh, I think I'd make it work. You know what I would do? I would show up to my neighbor's house and just like, with popcorn bowl in my hand, dropping popcorn on the doorway, be like, hey, you know I pay taxes here. Be like, bump your taxes I pay everybody's taxes in this damn town because of what I just paid. I paid I paid out seventeen million in taxes. How much you pay out? You know, it's, and look, and you better do something with this little, this, this little sidewalk in front of your house. I pay for that, so that's the other part of it is. But like I said, when I looked at the number, it turned out like if you take the annuity and you're taxed the same way every year, just say you get the tax rate this year. Next year, for the next 30 years, at that same rate, you would save $150 million if you took the annuity versus. And that's the other thing. I would take the annuity because if if someone knew that I took the lump sum, they would just harass me until all of that lump sum was gone. It would just be a harassment. But with the annuity, I could tell them, I spent all the money for this year. <laughs> it's all gone. You come back in a year. Or two, or you know, you know, you like you put them off for a year. You put them off as like you've been looking sickly there, Bob, for the last couple of years. <laughs> you might be stopping to bother me. I still got like twenty-seven years of my annuity. <laughs> That's wrong. Let's do make money, money, hit it, Stiz. <laughs> yeah. I won the bet. Here, one dollar. <laughs> I can give you half. How do you pay, man? Straight cash, homie. 
Uh-huh. All right, let's start with Seattle at the 49ers. 49ers favored by nine and a half. That's why it's very tough to peg how you money. I'll give you the odds. You can determine how you want to play it. I get all these from BetMGM.com. Very simple. You go in, you can see all the wagers that go along with it. Seattle at 49ers. 49ers minus nine and a half, plus 375 on the money line for the Seahawks, minus 500 on the 49ers. You want to give away numbers. And 42 for the over-under. I like the under of 42. I think because it's a divi- it's really round three of a, of a conference game or a divisional game. Um, I expect the, C- the Seahawks to hold the score a little bit lower. And I think they'll have more of an answer for Brock Purdy. I know he's part of the story. We'll get into some of the NFL storylines around this weekend. But as a 5-0 third-string rookie, when does the luck stop? I would rather see Brock Purdy go 5-1, 6-2 in the regular season and know what it's like to get the loss and be able to pick up and continue it next week. You get a loss Saturday, it's all over. It could be the upset of the entire playoff. So I don't think Seattle wins it, but I think they will make it interesting. So if anything, I think Seattle covers the nine and a half, and I like the under of 42. All right, Chargers minus two and a half at the Jags. Chargers minus 145 on the money line. Jags plus 200. Ooh, that's tempting. Total points, 47 and a half. I think that's high. I like the Chargers to win, um, and I like that total to be a little under because Mike Williams, who's a red zone monster for the Chargers, will not be there. Um, The Jags have had trouble scoring, even in that final game that they played against Tennessee to to see who's going to win the AFC South. They were very stagnant on the offensive end. Um, Though I think Doug Peterson will put some things in there. These guys are young. The lights will be bright. It'll be very noisy. And in their heads, it'll be like it's a playoff game. So the Chargers, I can see why they're the road favorite and will probably, they'll cover the spread for sure, but I think they'll be under the 47 and a half. Dolphins at Bills. Bills minus 13 and a half. Jeez. I think the highest money, the highest spread this entire season was Cowboys 14 against Houston, and Houston stunk it up for them, at least, you know, from the spread perspective. But the Bills... You know, I don't know if they get to the 13 and a half because I don't know if they're going to try and full throttle, especially if they get up 17 nothing. They get up 17 nothing. I think they'll turn it over to their defense to really just use the crowd, the weather, the noise, the rookie quarterback out there. So if you're looking for some props in terms of turnovers, I would definitely look at those. But I do like the Dolphins to cover the 13 and a half, but the total to potentially be under 43 and a half because I don't think the Bills will have to score more than 30 and I don't even think the Dolphins will score 10. All right, Giants at the Vikings. Minus three, the Vikings are favored, plus 135 for the Giants on the money line. Vikings minus 160 on the money line. Total of 48. I like this to be a shootout. I know people talk about Kirk Cousins in prime time, but the game is a day game. (laughs) If it was Saturday night, I'd be talking about something different. Plus the Giants, while they do have an impressive defense, they're stagnant when it comes to offense in the passing game. You know, Saquon Barkley is going to have to have the game of his life. He could, but the weakness with the Vikings defense isn't with the run game. It's with the passing game. So I like the Vikings to cover the three points and to get over the 48. I think Justin Jefferson just goes off. 
Giants give a value and effort maybe for a quarter and a half, and then the Vikings just pull away. Ravens at Bengals. This game has been interesting. We'll talk about Lamar Jackson here in, in about 15 minutes. Bengals by nine, um, uh, or minus nine on the spread. Uh, plus 360, Ravens on the money line, minus 500 for the Bengals. The over-under is 40 and a half. I like the Bengals by nine only because the Ravens cannot score. They haven't scored 17 or more points in forever, and the Bengals can easily put up 30. So 30 minus 17, third taking. Cowboys favored by two and a half at the Bucks. Cowboys minus 40, 145 on the money line. Bucks plus 120 on the money line. Total points 45 and a half. If this game is close with seven minutes to go, the Bucks win no matter what. So I'm 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 taking the Bucks in the plus two and a half points just because while the Cowboys defense may do some damage early, its offense may also do damage early to themselves. That's what you've been seeing. So I like the Cowboys to take the loss in an interesting story. The Bucks to win. So take them at the plus 120 on the money line. And I like it under 45 and a half because I think it'll be kind of a struggle. All right, that's Make Money Money. The second hour of Late Night with KJ is next on WEEI. Thank you so much for hanging out. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 